Hi guys, and <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. Uh, Maddie J's on the seltzers. This one's um, it's quite nice. Called Piney Limey. I like a seltzer. I'm into it. It sounds like this episode is brought to you by seltzer. It certainly no. is, and I wish it was. I feel like we're on different levels though, because you're on the red wine. I'm mellow. Yeah, you're chilled out. And I'm like, worth the seltzer. Piney limey. You know, like I'm ready to hit it. It's a Friday. Woo. Oh, fuck. Strap yourselves in, guys. It's going to be a wild one. So, Laura, I've had quite a bachelor-filled week. Can we do the intro first? Oh, what's the intro? Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode. Sorry, sorry. I I forgot about you guys. Welcome. Welcome to (laughs) Bachelorette Uncut. I'm glad you're with us. It is the final episode. Well, the final two episodes. And do you know what it feels like? It feels like when you've quit your job. And so then you show up late for work because you don't really care because you quit your job. The bachelor's over. This is a day late. Oh, we I, fucking stop caring. I was like, <laughs> earlier, I was like, babe, let's not do it. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's so late. Like, who cares? Does anyone care? Someone did message me, though, and said, is there any chance you can get it ready by like one o'clock because I've got a four-hour drive? Sorry, Carol. Okay. We've missed the deadline. Not only did Matt say, let's just not do this episode. He also said, let's just not watch the final episode <laughs> oh, and watch the Bachelor oh, recap. Don't throw me under the bus like he that. He was like, why don't we just watch <laughs> Channel 10's recap and recap the recap? That's how unorganized this man is. But don't worry, I kept him steadfast. I made sure he watched every second of it, even if he did try and get onto TikTok a few times. I was only maybe... serious when I say we don't have to watch the full episodes. We can just watch like the Punky recap or Channel 10 recap. And we pretty much know what's going to happen. Why don't you tell everyone why? One, why you look like you've been on a Caribbean holiday. And two, why you didn't watch the finale when the finale was actually on the TV. Unlike me. Uh, yes, look, I um, I did have a fake tan. Thank you, Laura. Uh, <laughs> Every, everything feels better with a fake tan though, doesn't it? Are you hooked now? I do look in the mirror and I think to myself, this is quite good. I look, because it's been, it's been a crappy summer so far here in Sydney. And so I, I feel like I'm looking my best. I'm looking healthy. I'm sun-kissed. But obviously, like, I haven't had any of the damaging effects of the sun. It's great. There's nothing healthy about a tan. Well, it is for a photo shoot. Matt, Matt had a yeah, job sorry. coming up. He's Forgot not just, to admit. He hasn't just started doing fizzy and he's like ready for his first competition. Someone did message me. I did a story promoting Tony May for the Black Friday sales. Everyone, there's one more day left of Black Friday sales for Tony May. If you didn't know, jump on, 30% off. If there's anything left on the website, uh, it's yep. all selling very quickly. But a lady messaged me and said, hey, don't take this the wrong way. It could just be a glow <laughs> but do you have fake tan on? And I was like, I wrote back and said, yeah, I do. That's correct. It is a fake tan. So now I'm, now I'm a little bit conscious when I go outside. I'm like, are people looking at me thinking, why is Matt so much darker than he was yesterday? Yes, they are. Anyway. Anyone anyway. who knows you is definitely thinking that. Just quickly, I have had a busy week catching up with Bachelor people. Oh, please do tell us some more. Guess who I saw two days ago. Well, you know, but people who are listening don't know. Uh, do you want me to answer it since I know? Abby Chatfield. <gasps> yes. Oh, I was it? And Conrad. So I was at Toddy's and I was walking in, looked to my left, and who do I see? The it couple right now in Australia, Abby Chatfield and Conrad. I was very starstruck. How pissed off would you be if you were Brooke listening to this and you're like, it's the it couple oh, in sorry. Australia yeah. right now. Uh, we mean Brooke and David. <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. Oh. Well, I think, yeah, they have kind of stolen the limelight. Obviously, Conrad's like the most popular person from this season of The Bachelorette. Abby is just, you know, the most dominant person on social media right now. It's the incredible pairing of the two of them. They look so in love. It's beautiful. What was it like? It was nice. Tell me some more. Uh, Conrad, he shook my hand and I was, <laughs> I was very starstruck and I said, hey, mate, look, we recap, you know, your season. I watched you. You're a superstar. You were great. And, he uh, was like, who are you? And he was, he, he's, he's very cool, very cool guy. And, uh, and I did get the feeling that he was like, 
who is this freaking weirdo? But I was like, you were great. I loved you. Every bit of you. Are you amazing? Can I smell you? Show me your hair. Sign of my chest. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. I honestly think they'll last. They just seem like they're so in love with each other. It's beautiful. Well, I'm so glad that they can be out in the open and have their love on public display. But we should be talking about the actual couple that this series was about. And look, we'll get there. But just before we do, I saw Sam Wood last night. Wow. Yeah. I know. You went to dinner with him. I stayed home with the kids. And he's having a baby. That's it's wild. Another baby. Another bachelor baby. It's crazy. Another girl. He's now got. He's going to have four girls. Isn't it crazy? I could not imagine being in their household when all those kids are going through puberty. Yeah, wow. Wow. <laughs> Three girls. It did make me think. That we maybe we shouldn't have another kid. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should shut up shop. Maybe, but we won't. Do you reckon? Oh, I, I like a bit of drama. Oh, God. Let's get to unpacking the episodes. <sighs> well, guys, you know that you don't come here for accurate information, but we did watch both episodes. Like I said, I made Matt bunker down and we really, we went hard. We even took notes for this episode. We thought if we're going to wrap it up, if we're going to give you the final two eps, we better do it properly. So we're going to kick it off. I can't remember whether it's episode 11 or 12, but you know, it's the second last episode. I think think it's episode 10. I think it is two. I think, no, wait, no, it's not. It's episode 11. Nah, I think it's 10. Okay. Okay. No, because it ends on an even number. But maybe because they merged two episodes together. No, they didn't. No. no. No, 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 Just check. No. On 10 play. Okay. I'm not, you, you're asking the guy who wants to cut every corner possible, <laughs> do you really think I'm going to check? It's episode 11. Let's do it. We're down to the final three and David gets the first date. And if it is not glaringly obvious from the first 10 seconds of this episode that it's David at the finish line, I don't know what is. Now, it's a cute date. Brooke really feels that she's in touch with who she is at her core. She feels like she's reconnecting with her childhood. And it's a really special moment for them. This is me. These are the things that I grew up doing. To do that with someone that you care about and have a connection with is just like all the better. Okay, look, it's just a canoe. Is it right? a canoe or a kayak? It's a kayak. <laughs> just on a kayak. I mean, I, I okay, it's nice and it's sentimental, but it's just a kayak. It's And it's just a kayak. In a little creek. That's all it is. Very murky water. Also... I'm going to say it. They are beautiful together. We are so happy for them. Gorgeous. Like, incredible. And the words pleasant and calm were used repetitively on this date, which, you know what? That's exactly what they are as a couple. They're beautiful. I can't wait to see the beautiful babies that they have. But this particular date at the start was a little bit boring. And the only thing that would make a boring, pleasant, calm date even more boring <laughs> would be like maybe talking about bread. Put some sourdough. Well, With sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to get them. Yeah, it's a cool, yeah. That's one way to it's live. Cool. Me. <laughs> Give it some sourdough. No, I love bread. No, it's just, me too. Bread, butter and salt. Oh, <laughs> bit of olive oil. oil. Oh. <laughs> Stop. Isn't it cute when you say the same thing as someone you like at the same time? No, no, hang on a second. 30 seconds of talking about bread hey, on a date though. So this part of the episode... I mean, it was cut down to about three minutes, right? Three or four minutes. The real date would have gone for about four hours. So if the best conversation they have (laughs) is talking about bread and how you like to eat it, like what else was cut from the date? Like what were they talking about? (laughs) And, 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 like, I don't mean to shit on their day. They also talked about how to cook rice, whether the absorption method is better or whether you just boil the shit out of it. Or I would have preferred that. Potatoes. That's also a really great white starch, starchy kind of meal to talk about. I mean, I'm all for the food chat, but, like, come on. Yeah. It did, however, get a little bit more interesting. The second part of the date with David was all about quad biking and it was kind of nice to see things have a little bit more high energy. It needed it. No, I think those quad bikes, they were going so slow. (laughs) (laughs) And you know when they try and talk it up, they're like, oh my God, these things are like V8. They're going like 100 miles an hour. And then it's like... 25 kilometers an hour. Like they're like the super safe quad bikes that you use on like a school camp and they have a limiter on it so they can only go about 30 k's an hour. Well, I mean, David seemed to like it. He was very turned on that Brooke can, you know, she can get out there and get amongst it and be all adventurous and yeah, sexy in those sexy little pants. They were very sexy pants, actually. What pants was she wearing again? She's wearing like tight, not leather pants, but like leathered legging pants. I No, I, th- I think they were just grey. 
Were they? Like a dark charcoal. And you're just making things up because you're trying to make it more sexual in your mind. Although. I think you're thinking about the other day. I'm pretty sure her pants were black. But also don't come to us if you want fine (laughs) details. Okay. Do you know what I did think was the sexiest part of this date? Do you remember when they finished on the quad bikes? Was it when they were having sex? That didn't happen. Sorry. That was a weird joke. Laura, <laughs> Laura Byrne, you can't just hit those jokes like that. You gotta, you, you gotta, gotta like work, work into it. Bit of foreplay. You mean when they're fucked? <laughs> you gotta finger around them a little Cre- bit first, creepy, right? Creepy Laura strikes again. <laughs> and it's also, it's been a while since we've done one of these recaps after a couple of bevies. <laughs> Also, the poor people listening, hanging on every word, trying to figure out what actually happened, and you're there just going, yeah, and then he fucked her. (laughs) (laughs) No, the moment I was talking about was when they finished on the quad bikes, and then he grabbed her off the quad bike, and he, he kind of like, he had her straddled, or he was like holding her. That's what I meant by the sexy pants. Yeah, okay. Kind of like bum hugging. It was like very, mm, and I was like, mm, and we were all, mm, no, in it wasn't, there. but it wasn't the pants that I liked. It was the fact that he it was like holding her up, and then she was like, had her legs wrapped around his body. That okay. Was, that set me right <laughs> off. Anyway, the next part of this day, let's move past. The, the, that was the, the most intimate thing that's happened on this entire season, and we're all very aroused. Okay, getting to the next part of the date, it's the intimacy scene where Brooke and David, they're heading towards a jacuzzi. It's beautiful. It's all been set up. You know it's time for David to express his feelings. And Brooke seems to forget that she's actually on The Bachelor. Oh, you got like champagne and strawberries. You know he didn't organise those things, right? Like, David has not organised a single thing on this day. I mean, he's asked for it. He said to production, you know what? Actually, no. No, He He wouldn't wouldn't have have even asked for the strawberries and champagne. He would have just said, I need some, like, whatever the intimacy time is. That would have been organised completely by producers. Maybe the kayaking and quad biking, he would have said, I would like to do something adventurous today. He would have rocked up to the intimacy part with the spa, the jacuzzi, being like, there's fucking what there? David would have had no idea at all what kind of beverages were on offer. He'd be thinking like, I didn't ask for champagne. I wanted a beer. Like no input on the strawberries, no input on the champagne. And like nobody believes it anymore. You know, every time that someone's like, oh, I love that you organized this date for me. No one organizes the date really. Mostly production. We should do an episode where we just thank all the producers <laughs> over the years for their hard work that goes completely unnoticed. Could you imagine if Brooke was like walking towards the jacuzzi and she's like, oh, Sam, thank you so much for the champagne and strawberries. You're welcome. That was a perfect touch. <laughs> I was getting flashbacks, though, to the date with Richie and Alex. You know when they had that bath with a melted chocolate? There was no, it was, why would you getting flash, why were you getting flashbacks to that? I just, cause it was like a little jacuzzi and I was just re- remember this little bath with Richie and Alex. And I was like, oh, I just want something, something different, something spicy, like a big tub of melted chocolate. And you know what? Maybe that is what's been missing from this whole season. What, a, a chocolate bath? <laughs> no, no. Like some weird dates, like things that when you watch it, you're like, holy shit, that's fucking weird, but funny and like really great. And entertaining to watch. I don't know. Like, I just feel like every date has been exactly the way that Brooke described the date with David earlier. Pleasant and calm. And that doesn't make for great TV. You know, you want something that's like fucking weird. Yeah, they needed one without like milking a cow or something. <laughs> or like something really obscure. Okay, well, things do seem to heat up in the jacuzzi. You know when you're in a jacuzzi and like it's a bit too cold to get out, but you really need to go to the toilet. Excuse me, Laura Byrne. I mean, would you pee in a jacuzzi? Yeah, absolutely. I reckon Brooke did too. You're whizzing. What would you do if you were on a date with somebody? And it's not the first or second date. You've had a few. You're in a jacuzzi and then you realise they were pissing in the jacuzzi. (laughs) What would you do? Would you be offended? Oh, it depends on how far in I was. You farted on a date once. You farted on on our last date together. You didn't even try and walk away. You farted and then laughed and said, ha ha, I farted. I Did like, I? What the fuck? Did I really? Gosh, I was arrogant, wasn't I? We, it was like we had just come off that little raft in Thailand. We had set this little flower arrangement off down the river and we'd just gone through this rafting and it was out, we were outside and it was raining and it was really romantic. We were standing on the side of the riverbank having a chat and like having a cuddle. And, and I was you like, farted. Laura, pull my finger. <laughs> Did I really? 
yes. What a grub. <laughs> what a grub I am. And I remember telling, so we have a very good friend now. His name is Falcon. And Falcon at the time was Matt's minder on the show. So a minder is the person. Basically, when you're at that point in the show, each contestant has someone a chaperone. Who, yeah, but it's called a minder. But basically, like, that chaperone follows you around and makes sure that one, you're not going to run away, but also that you're taken care of. I remember telling Falcon that you farted on our last date and he was so upset he almost cried. He was so upset that you did that to me. And so am I, to, to be honest. To be fair, I am very gassy. And to be fair, you were the bachelor and thought you could do anything. You still fart all the time. Anyway, let's get on to the next date. Jamie Lee goes for a walk in the bush. <laughs> I feel... So bloody bad for Jamie Lee. She's just been so hard done by this show and this season. She's had like the most average dates and she's also had to wait so bloody long to get any kind of attention from Brooke. When she does finally get one of the last dates, it's like, you're going to go walk down a dirt path. No, but she organized the date. Yeah, but they would. she would have been like, all right, guys, so what have I got options for? Like, you know, helicopter, yacht, like, what can we do? Maybe, maybe, like, even go ice skating, something cool. And they're like, it's definitely not you, Jamie Lee. We've got no budget. Here's a fucking tent. Put yeah. it up yourself. And this is in, like, the backyard of the mansion. I'm sure it was, like, literally 10 minutes down the road from where they were staying. You can tell that Brooke also wasn't that into the idea. As much as she's from the bush and she likes being outdoors, I think she had some different expectations around this date. So we're going on a little bit of a hike. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Love the idea. Yeah. I, I wanted to put my hiking shoes, but these will do. <laughs> I'm really surprised. This is not what I had in my mind. You can tell how much Brooke does not give a fuck. She's also wearing white pants and she's wearing white boots. She does not want to be going hiking. This is not what she signed up for. This is like the most high risk outfit to wear going bushwalking. I think maybe Brooke felt a little bit ripped off on this date. Like she had these high expectations that Jamie Lee was the one who was going to take her on a bit of a bougie experience because we know what's been lacking on this entire season. But no, instead she goes to pitch a tent. That's fun. People like that. People people like pitching tents. It's kind of like a teepee tent. So it's got a big pole that goes in the middle. See, that's cool, right? So they make their way to a clearance. A clearance? A clearing <laughs> An area where there's not that many trees. You can't pitch a tent in a tree. Okay, question. Have you ever gone camping and gone, oh, I'm looking for a good clearance? <laughs> to be fair. Oh, that looks like a good clearance. <laughs> Set it up over there. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been camping. Do you call it a clearance? Like a clearing in the woods. A clearing. Okay. Yeah. And there's actually lots of, like, there's lots of rules around where you pitch a tent. Got to be not too close to water in case there's like some sort of freak flood. You can't be under a tree unless a branch falls on you. Lots of rules. Okay. You don't want to be on a rock platform because that's yeah. very uncomfortable. Look, sorry sorry for questioning you. Absolutely right, Laura. Continue. We also went camping quite a bit when I was a kid. Not for a while. I realised I like being indoors a lot more. Lots of good clearings when you were younger. I love how The Bachelor is trying to throw in lots of sexual innuendos to just give us a little sniff that it may be Jamie Lee at the end here. That's it. Pull it tight. <laughs> Look, I'm a sweat down. Sorry, my innuendo is probably, like, not that great. Okay, trying to find the hole. For all of the sexual innuendos, there seem to be actual very little sexual chemistry on the date. However, we do get to the intimacy scene and Jamie Lee on the last episode spectacularly said, I really, really like you. And she has been kicking herself ever since. So she takes this opportunity to tell Brooke that she's actually falling in love with her. And there is nothing more awkward than telling someone that you're falling in love with them and for them to turn around and say, yeah. Well, it's even not even a yeah. Sometimes Brooke just goes, hmm. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. Or she goes, cute. You know what? We, we talked about a few episodes ago, like what are the rules for the, the bachelor and bachelorette in that scenario? Yeah, Do and you kept trying to lie, saying no, that there's no, you're like, if there's no rules, you can say what you want. And no, I was because like, you can. Is. No, because, hang on, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because remember Lockie, Lockie told Bella that he loved her before finale. Yeah, but Lockie clearly hadn't read the fucking <laughs> rule book. <laughs> Lockie broke the rules. That's, that's, that's a terrible litmus test for this. Okay, so I, I do feel very sorry for Jamie Lee because, yeah, once again, in a situation where she pours her heart out and she just is so vulnerable and it's met with, yeah. 
It was a cute, yeah, like they had a big make out and stuff. It's not like they don't have any sexual chemistry, but it's just, it feels to me like Jamie Lee is the safe friend that's been brought along for the ride. I think even Jamie Lee is probably thinking to herself, how the hell am I still here? (laughs) Like, I'm going to roll with it. Don't get me wrong, but this doesn't seem right. Well, moving into the next date, in a plot twist that absolutely nobody saw coming, (laughs) Holly organises a spectacular date, something that is completely left a field for her. I've brought her to a place that means quite a lot to me. I grew up dancing and was a ballet dancer for over 15 years of my life, so I'm hoping that mine and Brooke's connection can grow today through dance. (laughs) Okay, do you know what my biggest gripe with this is? Oh, I don't know, but can you tell me in liturgical dancing? In what? Liturgical, isn't a liturgical dance like a... What the (laughs) fuck are you talking about? (laughs) We used to do liturgical dancing in stores. It's like interpretive dancing. Oh, but maybe it's religious. Oh, I did go to... I don't remember. A liturgical dance is like when you dance, but maybe it's when you do an interpretive dance at church. So you probably don't do that. Okay, well, I'm learning something every day. Okay, what I was going to say is, so these dates were meant to reveal something new about each contestant to Brooke, right? That was the whole goal. And once again, Holly is just flogging that dance horse until it's bloodied and bruised. Do you think can barely walk and it's just limping <laughs> towards the finish line. We got where you're going. Someone just put that horse out of its misery. Do you think maybe she's trying to get a gig on Dancing with the Stars? Absolutely. She's like, maybe if I make sure that everybody in Australia knows that I was once a dancer, I could revive my career as a liturgical dancer. (laughs) That's not a a word. It is a word. Liturgical. Liturgical? Liturgical. Is that... Liturgical. First, it's the clearancings. The clearancings. Clearings. Clearings. Can you guys go and Google this? I'm not making this up. I Litur- liturgical. I went to a school that made us do liturgical dancing. All right, so they watched a couple of people do liturgical dance. <laughs> okay, they were doing interpretive dancing. It's a, there's a difference, Matthew. I mean, I'm sure it's impressive to like somebody who's a trained dancer, but to someone like me who's a bit of a normy norm. I don't get it. I don't get interpretive dance and I don't understand how watching interpretive dance would have benefited their relationship in any way. Did you also feel it was a bit like Dance Inception? Like we were watching people watching people dance. Like it was quite a few stages yeah, removed wow. from actually doing the deed. Wow. Yeah. It was that, quite the spectator sport, wasn't it? Re- that's weird. Anyway, following on from watching the people watching the people dance, we ended up getting to the intimacy scene. And now before the intimacy scenes even started – Sad music starts playing. Oh, it was a train wreck. The violins come out. It was an absolute mess. We were it. in a minor key. What is wrong with you? What is, what is wrong with you this episode? We've had a babysitter all day and I feel very good. Very good. How many wines have you had? Two. You've had, a, you've had at least four. <laughs> Don't lie to me on the podcast. Anyway, getting back to the intimacy scene. Now, you said earlier that th- this date was all about exposing a new side, a side that maybe Brooke hadn't seen before. Now, it's supposed to be a positive side. However, Holly decided to really come out guns blazing with a few things that Brooke wasn't aware about. One, that Holly does not want to have kids. Do you remember, was it last episode or the episode before that, I was talking about the date being a little bit boring with Holly and I said, oh, I wish she would come out and say that she hated kids. And then she literally came out and said she, she hates hated kids. kids. <laughs> it was like, fuck was doing like, that to my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Holly. Go on. So, yeah, we, we did not know that. We don't actually get to see into the future. Also, I'm, I've got a little gripe. Someone in the Facebook, this is going really off tangent, but I'm going to say it right now. Someone in the Facebook group was like, Laura knew it was David because she read the sports bet. And I didn't. And I feel victimised. On that. I was pretty it, wrong with everything else. Is it I? weird that you're going to have to eat your own shit tonight? <laughs> do, do, you, do you remember what you said last time? That if Jamie Lee makes it through, I'll eat my own shit. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think you'll eat your shit in the kitchen or will you do it in the bathroom? Also, how will I eat the shit with a knife and fork if it's like a formed log or is it yeah. like a soup? What like kind of shit straight, are we eating? Straight, like shit into the hand and then start chomping on that. 
At least be courteous and get a plate, knife and fork Do out. Do you wrap it in a napkin and eat like a log of shit in a napkin? Yeah. Like an ice cream cone. We should uh, we should <laughs> live stream this and put it on Life Uncut. Join us at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. If you don't know what we're talking about, last episode I did <laughs> very famously say that if Jamie Lee makes it through to the final two, I will eat my own shit. Um, I'm sorry that I lied to you all. You're but such let's, an oracle, let's Laura. just focus on the fact that I got duffered right. Okay, back to Holly. Holly says that she doesn't think <laughs> she wants. Holly says that she doesn't think that she wants to have children, or if she does want to have children, she only wants one. And the issue being that Brooke wants to have a big family, two kids, and then maybe foster a third. Yeah, she's very specific about that. Also, she wants her partner to be open to the idea of moving back to Western Australia. Brooke really wants somebody who is flexible with their long-term plans around where they're going to live because she wants someone who may be open to the idea of living in Perth. Well, not even in Perth, like six hours north of Perth where her family is from. And Holly is not having a fucking bar of it. She's She's being really honest about it. (laughs) She's like, uh, how about no? (laughs) Obviously, Brooke has a real massive issue with this. and And I think that she actually handled it a little bit bad in the moment. Like, I think... Why is that in what way? Well... Okay, getting serious for a second and not taking the piss. I think that Holly did the right thing. I think she genuinely shared how she feels and she was being honest. She could have very easily lied about what she wanted in the long term. Okay, question though. Question. Do you think Holly is at fault in any way because apparently Brooke had mentioned on a group date far earlier that she did want to have a big family? So Brooke's issue was like, hey, Holly, you know, way back on that group date when I did say I wanted to have a big family, why didn't you raise that as, as a concern? Because you only want to have, you know, one kid, if any kids at all. Okay. I think that that is one that probably could have come up a bit earlier. Yes, definitely. But, you know, this has been a recurrent theme of this whole season is that some of these very pivotal conversations were not had. Like mm. the where are we going to live with David chat only happened recently as well. You know, so yeah, where are we going to really late? Too the game. late, too late. But the thing with I think with with Holly, the big clincher and the, and the thing that got Brooke really upset was that she wasn't willing to compromise on where she was going to live. She was like, "I will happily move to Melbourne. I can see myself living in Melbourne, but I cannot see myself living." In Perth. Uh, who the fuck wants to live in Perth? <laughs> Sorry to everyone who lives in Perth. I mean... There's lots of people who live in Perth. It's know, a beautiful I, place. It's beautiful. I love Perth. Just kidding. I want to go to Rottnest Island when I'm, we can get back over there. I'm just, just playing silly buggers. Love you guys in Perth. No, Matt's just dirty because like Perth won't have us. We're locked here. They don't want anything to do with us. Actually, yeah, that's right. WA, you guys are like... Shut it's, down. It's, it's easier to go to like New York than it is to go to Perth right now. Yeah. They're their own country. They've separated. Mm. Anyway... I love you, Perth. <laughs> One thing that Brooke does continuously stress is that she really wants someone who is going to compromise for her and meet her halfway. If the shoe was on the other foot and you were from WA and needed to go home to Sydney, I just know that I would compromise. But I just want to know that in a relationship, you're willing to even just like meet me halfway. <laughs> so what she's trying to say is, we're going to live in Adelaide. <laughs> You laughed at that joke a lot more. It was terrible. When I, when I said it during the actual episode. It was funnier when it happened at the time. I love that you've really tried to force out a laugh for me, though. Thank you. I, w- I just want, I want to be in a relationship with someone who's supportive, and I will always support your jokes, win, draw, or lose. Don't you worry. There was pain in your eyes when I saw that laugh get pushed out of your mouth. But thank you. Do you know who else had some pain? Wait, wait, wait. Because Adelaide <laughs> is in the middle between Perth and Sydney. Do you, like, do, you know, do you get it? Is it? Pretty much. Not like exactly, but I thought that was a lot funnier in my head. I liked it. It was good. It was good. <laughs> do you know who else? Uh, do you know who else had pain in their eyes? Holly. Holly is <laughs> devastated. <laughs> Focus, Matthew. <'Cause> Adelaide <laughs> is, if you look at the map, it's a city that would be, you know, Almost in the middle of Australia. <laughs> if only you had been there to referee you, the date no. and you could have said to them, hey, guys, I've got a great idea. Why don't you move to Adelaide? It's a fucking great place to live and the real estate is still reasonably cheap and affordable there. Very good real estate in Adelaide. Great real estate in Adelaide. I was actually looking there the other night. I was like, that's the only it's, place in Australia we can afford. Mc, Mc, uh, McLaren Vale. Ah, oh, Wine region. I love wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but instead, Brooke cracks it she storms off the way that Brooke was talking there was a lot of anger there I thought she was 
she was handling the situation in a way that was, I don't know, maybe a little bit more immature compared to Holly. I don't know if immature is the fair way of saying about it. It was obviously reaction because she was hurt. But I do think in this instance, like you've almost as like when you're the lead person, like when you were the bachelor, I remember it being drilled into us that like you didn't really want to say anything that conflicted with what you wanted. You know, like if you said you wanted three kids, you kind of felt like you had to say that you wanted three kids. Otherwise, you were jeopardizing Mm. your chance. Or if you, you know, everything that you wanted in your long-term life goals, it felt like everything had to match up. And it didn't really feel like as a contestant that I was able to say anything that would allow for compromise. It felt like I had to just be like a yes person to your wishes. No, but in saying that, you know, I was always very vocal about the fact that I wanted to have kids quite soon. And you were always someone who said, oh, you know, maybe a few years down the track. I said six years. Yeah. And I was pregnant like a year and a half later. Yes, there we go. Well, I don't know if that's a compromise. Holly did make a point. She said, it's not compromise when it becomes sacrifice. Amen. Yes. I feel <laughs> yeah. that in my bones. <laughs> this was honestly, this was such a heartbreaking episode or end of the episode to watch. It was very monumental for The Bachelor as well because we didn't go then to a rose ceremony. It really became obvious that the issues that Brooke and Holly were facing were insurmountable. So instead of taking it to the rose ceremony in order to let Holly go, Brooke on the date, that was where it ended. Brooke said goodbye to Holly and it was truly a heartbreaking moment. Saying I feel sad just makes it sound silly. I'm like devastated. It's not how I I pictured any of this ending. Oh my gosh. It was pretty sad. Yeah, it was sad. But the way that Holly saw this ending was the two of them pirouetting out of there. It didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting you back from my Adelaide joke. All right, final episode. Let's do this. I mean... Was there anybody, honestly, was there anybody out there at all who thought that Jamie Lee was actually going to win this thing? Okay, I loved, from the get-go, I love Brooke and David together. They are a beautiful couple. I will sing it from the rooftops. But the finale of this episode was honestly the most obvious I think we have ever seen. What about my season? Do you think we were that obvious? No, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think we were. I think we were pretty obvious. I don't think there's anybody out there right now Honestly, watched that finale episode and thought that Jamie Lee could actually be in with a chance to end up with Brooke. Or do you think that some people were like, it's so obvious that it therefore has to be Jamie Lee because they're, they're, they're obviously trying to trick us. The producer's trying to mind fuck us again. Yeah, but no, I think the real problem here is, is that Brooke is never going to get a job on Home and Away. Everything that she was thinking or feeling, it is written all over her face. And she's obsessed with David. But she's not obsessed. obsessed. No, and, like, in a good way. Like she's really totally. bloody into him. And when you like are so obviously in love with someone. I mean, I'm not saying that she wasn't. I'm sure she had very strong feelings for Jamie Lee and really liked. Do you reckon? I think she really liked no, Jamie Lee as a friend. Yeah, for sure, as a friend. But, but I don't think there was anything deeper than that. You know, last time you were saying, I'll eat my own shit <laughs> if it's not Holly, just to, to remind you one last time. I do think that it was meant to be Holly and David as one too. Oh. And I think that... Oh, whoa, whoa. I thought you meant Holly and Jimmy. I thought we were going back that far. No, 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 no. Sorry, wrong Holly. Very confusing. I don't think, bless her cotton socks, Jamie Lee, who I think is just so lovely, superb. I do not think she was ever in the running to be number two. I think she was like number three or four. So you think that Jamie Lee was actually meant to be number three and Holly would have been taken to number two if there hadn't been that cataclysmic differences that they couldn't overcome. Scandalous. If it wasn't for Holly saying, I hate kids, (laughs) and then she hates everybody from Western Australia, then she would have been number two. Yeah, right. I actually think that that could potentially be the case. Laura, I'm an oracle, okay? Oh, apparently. I also think that Jamie Lee's story was set up with almost too much jeopardy. Like, there was too many issues around 
their connection or why it hadn't progressed. And it was to the detriment of, I think, the audience being invested in them as a couple. Whereas you look at Brooke and David, and literally from the very first episode, from the very first date, which was David was the first date. Oh my God, David was the first yeah, date. Yeah, he got the first impression rose as well. Wow. Yeah, he really was. It was a one trick pony, this entire thing, wasn't it? But I, I think even from that very first date, Brooke was so into it. She cried on the first date. Happy tears. If that's not a sign of them being together, I don't know what is. Yeah, but I feel like the producers, I feel like it was a weirdly edited season. Like, I don't think we saw enough of any of the relationships with multiple contestants. Yeah, I agree. I think that there wasn't enough of, like, the actual characters. Not the characters, but, like, who is that person? Like, who is David? Why did we only just find out he's a landscaper and, you know, has all these interesting things going on in Brisbane? I don't feel like I know these people. Let's get into the meeting the family, but it wasn't the family on this final episode. It was one of Brooke's very good friends, Amy, and also Bachelor Royalty, Abby Chatfield. I went English just then, didn't I? A little bit. <laughs> Bachelor Royalty, it's Abby Chatfield, yeah? That's, I was like, oh gosh, I've gone a bit English. <laughs> Can you come back to being a bit normal? <laughs> let's, let's continue then with episode 12 <laughs> of the Bachelor finale. I still think it's episode 11. <laughs> Okay, now let's talk about the fact that... You've got English. Now let's talk about the fact (laughs) that it was so obvious to Abby and Amy that it was David as well, that they had this strong connection. She was jerking him off on the couch. Okay, a little bit too far. They were definitely very cosy. Jess wants to go. (laughs) I've never seen Brooke like that. There is obviously chemistry there. They are into each other. That was borderline awkward. So Abby Chatfield and also Amy, they've been brought in to grill the contestants. And Amy seems to be the one doing all of the grilling. And she wants to kind of get to know what does David know about Brooke's heritage or culture? And it turns out that, well, I mean, jumping ahead, but it turns out that neither David or Jamie Lee know a lot about Brooke's Indigenous heritage. Yeah, but Amy, I found, went a little bit soft on David. Obviously, the fact that David and Brooke have only known each other for a short period of time Whereas Jamie Lee, they've got that back history. What is it, like two, three, two or three years they've been friends? Three years. I mean, their, their season was three years ago. But I feel like he got, if you're going to talk about a grilling, I feel like his was like a rare, like it was just a little bit seared on the outside. I, know, I don't even think it was even seared. Literally, like I don't think he copped it at all. I reckon that they knew. I reckon both Abby and Amy were like, oh yeah, David's the winner. Let's not go too hard on him. Whereas Jamie Lee, they were like, hey, Jamie Lee. <laughs> You're nothing. You're pathetic. What's your favourite colour, Jamie Lee? And she's like, um, it's pink. And they were like, that's gross. You're disgusting. Get out of here. Brooke's favourite colour is blue and you will never be a good match. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. But look, I mean, Jamie Lee got asked the same questions around what is Brooke's culture? What is Brooke's heritage? And I, she was held to a different set of standards. There was a lot more grilling going on in this situation. Yeah, I don't know enough, I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's concerning to me for you to say that you feel like you're across some but I would consider like a basic piece yeah. of information is knowing whose land you're on. This is a core part of who Brooke is. This isn't just something she's passionate about, it's her identity. Telling me that you're across things when you're not, not having anything to offer after asserting that you know a lot, just runs red flags for me. Poor Jamie Lee, I do, I do feel sorry for her. I've, I felt sorry for her almost every single time. She's had one-on-one <laughs> time with Brooke. But also, I understand this feeling of like, you really want to, you want the person's friends or family. Like, I remember when I met your family for the first time in Thailand. You just are so desperate for them to like you. You were like, quite desperate, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I could smell it on you. So could my family. You just want you want to be liked. You want them to accept you. And I and I feel sorry that Jamie Lee. I, I think that she kind of wanted to impress Amy so much that she was like, Yeah, I, I know I know these things. And then obviously didn't know them. And I and I just Amy makes some very valid points. Jamie Lee should know this about Brooke if they've mm. been friends for so long. But I do feel sorry for her her becoming a bit unraveled in this moment. Yeah, but you know what? She has the first single date and <laughs> Okay, look, I'm going to be honest here. The single date sucked. Did it suck? They were on e-bikes. No. Electric mountain bikes. They were in a helicopter first. You were just on your phone. No, the helicopter was like a split second. They They rode bikes on their final date. That's it? 
What? This when, is like a best friend date. This, come on, come on, Laura, get on board. You're right. It's a t- absolutely a best friend date. When you're riding on separate bikes, it doesn't really allow for much intimacy. And if you had a choice, like if you're going to choose your dates and be like, who am I going to have the date with? If you, because, okay, I'm going to jump ahead here, guys, but like she did a tantric sex class with David and she rode a bike with Jamie Lee, which meant that she didn't have to touch Jamie Lee because they were on separate bikes. And then she literally mounted David (laughs) and they were grinding each other for about 90% of their date. So I am making the call. I'm going to make a very big statement here. I don't know anything for fact, but I'm going to say going into those dates, Brooke knew who she wanted to choose. Ah, for sure. Brooke decides what they do for that final date. Like, she sure does. It's, it's up to her. So she's like, yeah, what's that? Tantric sex. All sure. right, David. You're up, David. <laughs> Get in the sex swing. Hang on. Lawn bowls. Oh, Jamie Lee, you're <laughs> up. Like, come on. Jamie Lee does take it to the next step. She does tell Brooke that she's completely in love with her, which means absolutely nothing because Brooke's about to choose David. But anyway, let's get into David's date. All right, now we're going into David's date, the tantric sex date. Although there's one crucial thing missing. Hearing the word tantric, my mind goes straight to sex. But I know we won't be having sex, so I'm intrigued as to what we will actually be doing. (laughs) Imagine how horny David must be (laughs) after not having any kind of sex for three months. Any kind of sex. Well, as I was saying that, I'm like, I'm sure he was masturbating quite a lot (laughs) in the mansion. But it's so unfair. And also, to make things a little bit more intense for him, they make him take his shirt off. Do you reckon people masturbate in the mansion? Like, because you're in in shared rooms. No, everyone masturbates in the shower. Yeah, but like we would have showers with all the other girls in the bathroom because there's only two bathrooms. So you'd have to all get ready in the same room. So we just would like stick a towel over the door. The door was glass. We would have to put a towel over the door so that we could shower that people couldn't see in. But there was like 10 girls in the room doing their hair and makeup at the same time. Yeah, I guess guys and girls are very different. <laughs> you were just masturbating in front of each other. Just like, good night, Jim. <laughs> good night. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it went down. I'm so sorry to anyone who's like <laughs> suffers with ASMR. That would have been really confronting. Talk about confronting. We've got poor David here who hasn't ejaculated in three months with his shirt off. We've got this old granny yoga teacher who specialises in tantric sex. I mean, this is a high-pressure situation. Hmm. You know, gently take the tongue to the roof of the mouth and close the eyes. So this is the breath or part of the breath we use to pull up the ejaculation through the body. And then when you're breathing out, imagine it coming out the crown of the head. Oh dear, imagine ejaculation coming out the roof of your head because the build-up is just so immense. <laughs> I <laughs> that's reckon how it, you feel. it almost would have happened. That's like, that's exactly how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, once again, David and Brooke are beautiful. They're beautiful and they're going to have beautiful babies together and this date was just another little, just a little reminder that it was going to be David at the finish line. All right, so the next part of their date is their intimacy scene and this is where David, who had been holding back a little bit, you know, he had that... The ejaculation. Yeah. <laughs> this is where he finally ejaculated all over everybody on set, Brooke included, cameramen, audio guys, producers. It was a scene, wasn't it? Can you blame him? And this old grandma tantric sex yoga teacher was there clapping in the background going, that's how you do it. Good work, David. Yeah. Wow. It was really confronting also. He... He also said, and minor details, but he also said, I love you. He did. Finally. After a little bit of sage advice from Abby Chatfield, which was that he shouldn't hold out saying I love you as like the carrot in case he is the person at the end. He just needs to put all his cards on the table. And the big thing was, though, they had a voxy where they were speaking to Brooke afterwards on camera. And at that point, she admitted that she loved David as well. Why did they put that in there? It was so unnecessary. Didn't need it. Also, it just made me think, I honestly, for a second, when she was like, I'm in love as well, I was like, are we just going to end the episode here? Like, is it going to be like the episode prior where there wasn't a rose ceremony and they just walked Holly out? I was like, is this how the show is finishing? And Jamie Lee's there at the finale spot being like, um, Osha, 
Anybody? Why are there no cameras? Well, it turns out even Osha was as over it as what everybody <laughs> yeah. else was. Hey, Brooke. Hi, Osha. How are you? I'm okay. And even Osher is so over it right now. He's so fucking over it. And you know when someone's trying to feign interest, Brooke's there and she's pouring her heart out and Osher's like, yeah, God, I've been doing this for way too long. Way too long. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Brooke says a whole lot of lovely things about how she's found the one. Then it's time for Jamie Lee to get out of the limousine and have her heart ripped out and trampled on. But can I just say, Jamie Lee was all class. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? She was amazing. Because I think she knew it wasn't going to be her, so she had plenty of time to prepare a speech. But she honestly, she was, but honestly, she was propping Brooke up. Like Brooke was saying, you know, Brooke was obviously getting visibly upset. It's so hard to break someone's heart. And Jamie Lee was comforting Brooke in that moment as well. I think it was really, it was really special. And I do think that Jamie Lee was just honestly such a class act. Yeah, look, credit to her. She handled it like a champion. I It's time for beautiful David and Brooke to confess their love to one another. I cry every time. I'm such a sucker for this shit. I love it so much. Mm. I do. Mm. And I'm so happy that they're together. You you are looking at me like, shut Mm. up. It was, I just love it. I love the love. Okay, I do think they are going to be a great couple. They seem very well suited for one another. It was quite emotional. I would have liked a little bit more emotion from David, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, Brooke was making up for the fact that he didn't give much by by being super emotional. But obviously, you know, it's been a long journey. Three seasons of The Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, now The Bachelorette. Obviously, it was a lot to take in for her. One thing that so many people notice, and if you noticed, then you're in the know. And Chlamydia. if you didn't... <laughs> there was chlamydia on set. And very hard to pick up. Bad. Through the Sometimes TV, it's asymptomatic. Which um, I noticed it. A few viewers noticed it. And it seems like you did as well, Laura. Um, who had chlamydia? Osha. <laughs> okay. Osha gave it to uh, a few of the other contestants. Apparently they were sharing water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> that is how um, you catch chlamydia. chlamydia. It's, it's through water bottles. Yeah. Shame. We're ruined a good season, <laughs> that chlam- chlamydia outbreak. Where the, the fuck are you going with this? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, no more seltzer for you. Give me it back. All right, the one thing I wanted to mention is, did anybody see Brooke's eyelash? Oh, the uh, Yes, the eyelash. Yes, 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 I did, actually. I noticed it. There was, un- unsurprisingly, <laughs> there was a lot of crying. And a lot of eye rubbing. And a lot of eye rubbing. But every so often it looked like Brooke was putting her hands into her face to cover her eyes from crying. But actually she was trying to re-stick her eyelashes back on because no. her eyelashes had unglued. There was even one point where she was like kind of like putting on a bit of a cry, being like, oh, oh my gosh. And she was rubbing her eye but trying to fix on the eyelash. And then David grabbed her and embraced her and was like, it's all right, honey, bring it in. But as he embraced her, she, her hands were like squished against her so she couldn't get the eyelash anymore. It was all I could see. Do you know what was so shocking about this ending is the fact that like normally the endings just are done in one take. Like they don't, they don't actually, the, well, I don't know if it's like this all the time, but for Matt and I, our ending was one take. That was it. They didn't reshoot any of it. It was a one hit wonder. Brooks was obviously done in two takes because there was a part there where she had eyelashes and then all of a sudden at the end, the fake eyelashes were gone. She'd ripped them off and there she was with naked eyes. But then a split second later, they're back. (laughs) (laughs) The poor makeup artist would would have been having an anxiety attack. Like, yeah, go in there and reattach them. It's like... Just take them off and leave them off. Just leave them off. Don't put them back on unless they chopped and changed it maybe in the editing. Also, we're really sorry that the eyelashes have detracted away from the most important thing of this whole season and that is... They're in love. Brooke Blurton 
has found her man and they are very happy. The Persian landscaping prince and they're going to ride off into the sunset on a magic carpet. Apparently. Or a magic lawnmower. A magic lawnmower? <laughs> Maybe. That's what you had? That's all I had. Yeah, it's no chlamydia joke, is it? It's uh, It's been a long day for both Laura and myself. Maddie J's been hungover all day. All day and we've run out of food and I have no more seltzer left. <laughs> it's a dire situation right now. Um, I heard a rumour. heard a rumour that apparently David has already moved in with Brooke. He is currently living down in Melbourne. That is huge because he was the one who had so many things to sacrifice yeah, in Brisbane. A dog. He had a dog. He, well, and uh, he owns a house and he has a business up there and his All whole his family's family. up there. Yeah. Like, he was the one who was making so many sacrifices to move. But but David did post a photo and in his caption he said that he is the one making the big move to Melbourne. Also, or do you reckon that was a bit of a like F you to Holly? No. Okay. All right. Just I'm just asking the question. No one's that bitter. Who's like when you're when you're finally with the person, you're not like six weeks later being like, "Hey, f you to number two. No one's doing that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's just me and my petty little mind. Anyway, our heart is broken for Jamie Lee. We hope that she is. I mean, it must be so difficult to watch that back. We hope that she is doing okay in all of this. But that is it from us, guys. That is that chat uncut, finished. Thank goodness. Wow. We're grateful to everybody who stuck it through to the finish line and joined us on that wild ride. We're sorry that we had a few episodes late and, you know, for anything else that we did that was inappropriate. We did pretty well considering. Considering what? Considering we've got chlamydia outbreaks (laughs) left, right and centre. We're battling COVID. We've got two kids. Jesus. It's a miracle we made it through this season unscathed. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of all of the listeners out there for persevering through this. It almost broke us. But it didn't. It didn't. We just come back stronger, baby. Will we come back? I know at at the end of every season we always say, ooh, guys, we might not come back. This might be the last time you hear from us. I think this is the last one. But I think this is the last time. (laughs) Um, it's, It's been a lot of fun. We may. We may. And not to tease this one out. We have... Let's do Married at First Sight. Fuck it. (laughs) We're coming in hot, baby. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. I'm I'm there trying to like do the sexy floor play with the listeners being like, maybe I'll come back. Maybe I won't. Maybe you'll never see me again. Matt is so ready to do maths. The issue with maths, currently pre-cum rolling down my forehead. (laughs) (laughs) The issue with maths is that it's like four nights a week. That's like... That's a lot of bloody TV to watch. I know. We'll have to just watch the recaps and recap the recaps. <laughs> anyway, guys, that is Are you kidding it me? from us. Are you kidding me? We hope, we hope that you have loved this season of Batchet on Cart. Matthew Johnson, I have loved every moment that's, of being in no, your company. That is a, that's a lie. I will eat my own <laughs> shit for dessert. Yeah, actually, we've got to get your shit out of your bottom <laughs> and you've got to start eating it. Let's get this show on the road. So on that note... If you have enjoyed listening, please leave a review and uh, tell your sister, tell your dog, tell your uncle, tell your neighbour, tell the butcher as well. And tell the guy down the road to share the love. Because... Quiet, because kids are asleep. We love love. Finale night. (laughs) Cheers, honey. I love you. I love you. (laughs) <laughs> Let's replay that tantric sex date, shall we? 